The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, kitties. This is your Dooley, the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. Your host, Mikey Bones and Cat Valor, and no Rob Humphrey this week. Hello, Cat. Hello. It is so nice without that son of a bitch. I'm not gonna lie to anybody. All right. I'm it is happy. refreshing, and we get to double down on good news because we have a special guest. Well, who's right, also little... refreshing? Who's also oh. a good, <laughs> positive presence on this show? As refreshing as one of these. <sighs> we are joined by a guest. Her name is Allie Surreal. What's going on, Allie? Oh hi. Oh hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for filling in for Mr. Where Are My Balls. And where are my balls? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, uh, Rob had a uh, a bit of a family emergency. So uh, we missed last week. Allie's filling in this week. So, you know, we're fumbling around a little bit. But uh, <clears throat> Rob will fortunately be back next week. We'll be back to pretty regularly scheduled episodes again. Uh, we do have a bit of a schedule that I think um, we should go over now. We have a really fun episode. A, a really well, we'll talk about who thinks the movie's good and if anyone thinks it's bad later on. But talk Child's Play two this week. We have a horror meme to get to later instead of news. It's been dead for news, guys, for like a long time now. Yeah, I feel like there was some kind of news that I heard about that I was mad <laughs> about, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> They're remaking something dumb, aren't they? That I just I'm sure about. I feel like they are. I think. Oh I, I th- God! The, yeah. Wait. Hold on. Uh, I, this isn't even news. This is a horror court. They're remaking American Psycho. <laughs> oh yeah, I've what? seen that. Who wants that? <laughs> Who asked for that? I and I go off about this every time because it's like i with horror remakes we've got to quit remaking movies that are good we've got to start remaking movies that had good ideas that were bad like i don't there's no chance we improve american psycho we're gonna make it worse no we're not gonna get what's his name's cheeks in it i mean you're not getting better (laughs) cheeks than that like that's not (laughs) at all Uh uh-uh and people were talking about letting Glenn Howerton do it. And it's like, I think he's a great actor. I think he was made to play Patrick Bateman. I think he's a little bit too old now. Yeah. I think we missed the window on casting him in this. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's unfortunate because I agree with you, Kat. I, I've believed that for a while as well. Like, take movies yeah. that 
neat, had good concepts and you can make better. But we're unfortunately in a time where movie companies just want an, an easy sell. Marketing will be easier, all that shit. And they'll, they'll never do it, unfortunately. So, unless we hit like and become billionaires and we can make movies and do that. That'd be a hell of a deal. But uh, unfortunately, we're sitting here doing this, not billionaires. <laughs> oh. We do have uh, we have a lot coming up. We're going to get to the Child's Play 2 discussion in a little bit. Next week, Patreon pick, patreon.com forward slash slash radio. If you want to get in on nominating and voting for our movie topic for next week, that's a once a month thing. Uh, we have to watch whatever movie the patrons throw at us and discuss and all that stuff. The week after that, we are starting Murder Madness. I'll get into the details on that a little bit shortly for any new listeners. But in between those episodes, we have a special bonus episode that we will be dropping. Matthew Cote will be joining the show once again. Mm, bullshit. On the 12th of March, we're going to be talking about their upcoming chapter, The Unknown, their new killer. Sable, their new survivor. I don't know if you know this cat, but um, that that's my future wife. Their new survivor. Oh, yeah. They they put a goth girl in the game. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> the the map is a movie theater, and it, it's super 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 dope. The map is super cool. The map is and everything. I just professed my love for Sable, and you know the killer's really cool. The lead up to that. All their teasers for it were incredible, like movie level. The map is my favorite. That All that being said, my, the map is my favorite part. <laughs> Usually, like the last few times we spoke with uh, with Matthew and, and, and behavior and all that, it was for licensed content. So it made a lot more sense for us to talk to them about it. This was just something that they've really done just such a phenomenal job about it. That I just really wanted to talk to them about it. They were nice enough to uh, to hop on with us, so we'll be talking a bunch of Dead by Daylight things, and after that is Murder Madness. So next week, we will announce our topic for Murder Madness. Uh, that's the tournament where NCAA style for March Madness, they do their bracket, we do a bracket. First year was antagonist, second, <clears throat> excuse me, second year was protagonist. Last year was remakes versus originals in movies. So uh, we'll be announcing the topic for that next week. That's going to be going into April. So we got a lot of shit coming down the road. It's a cool way to kick off March with uh, with uh, being joined by Matthew Cote and everything. Allie, you're going to be there for that too, right? Uh, yes. I thought you fell asleep again like you did the last time we talked to them. Listen, it was a mixer issue. We're Mm -hmm. not talking about that. Yeah, right. Sure. The girl who fell asleep on Matthew Cote. No way. No way. God damn it. All right. Um, We we do have a text message from, we'll get to drink roll call in a second. I'm drinking a hot chocolate. So like I have that in front of my stream deck. So like I have to move it every time I hit a button. Very unfortunate. Thrill me. We have a, a text message from Will the Thrill. I feel like we should wait for Rob for that. Is there a game? There my I I try not to read them and listen to the okay. voicemails beforehand. So I don't know, but Will did. Uh, I I don't remember what he wanted me to even say along with it. So that's another reason we should wait. But he did have like a caveat he wanted me to throw in there. So I think it was for like all of us. 
So uh, we'll wait till we'll 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 get to your text message next week, man. Drink roll call though. Uh, what you guys drinking? I am drinking whiskey sours. I'm actually just Ooh. drinking one very very large whiskey sour. Um, but we don't <laughs> need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Allie, what about you? Do you have anything fun? I am just drinking tequila. Ooh, wait. Ooh. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> Just tequila? It is just tequila. Yeesh. Okay. It's Patron though, so it's it's good tequila. Good tequila. Yeah, yeah, it's still it, it's it's gonna do some things to you though. So, oh, I'm aware. She's gonna I'm, be fine I'm until a... she stands up. <laughs> yeah. Until then we're good. I'm only like two shots deep right now. We're fine. Oof. Okay. Um <clears throat> I'm I'm lurking into dangerous waters myself. I went to this liquor store. I've been really looking forward to going to this big liquor store uh, that uh, I I thought was a lot bigger than it was. It's in a shopping center, so it looked big. The sign was big. It's a very small liquor store, and it wasn't anywhere near as fun as I thought it would be. But they had something called Midnight Moonshine, and this shit is strong, <laughs> and it's a, it's a lightning lemonade moonshine. Yeah. That sounds tasty. It's ve- I had to put a little cranberry juice in it. I can't I can't oh. drink it straight. It's very strong. <laughs> it is moonshine, so I don't know what you expected. No, I know. But I thought the lemonade might cuz lemonade like with vodka and stuff goes very well. But uh it says this thing is 70 proof, 35% alcohol, so it's uh it's doing its job. So I don't know wh- where this episode is going to take us. We need to move forward amicably. <laughs> so do you guys want to move into the uh we we've been doing memes instead of news like we mentioned earlier. I do have a meme that also is from Will the Thrill. Thrill me. Okay. I also have our our short weekly uh, meme. Okay. Question mark. We've been doing red pill, blue pill, and and I I have something in that vein. So. Okay. This is kind of in that as well. All visuals go up on uh, Patreon, by the way. So um, the memes uh, that we discuss go up on Patreon. If there's any images relating to our drinks which happens more often than, than not <laughs> usually uh those go up on patreon i do have my uh mason jar moonshine up on patreon so it helps uh we describe the memes the best we can but it does help to to see them sometimes this meme from will is kind of it's it's not a red pill blue pill but i i do like this it's a team that you have to pick oh okay yeah and this team has a uh, three horror horror uh, antagonists, and you you just pick which one. There's three teams, so it's team one, two, and three. Team one consists of Michael Myers, Ghostface, and the Creeper from Jeepers Creepers. That's team one. Okay. Team two is Art the Clown, new Pennywise. Hold on a second. Yeah. And Freddy Krueger. Team three consists of 
And then this this one's this is a really really tough one. So team three consists of Jason Voorhees, Leatherface, and Pinhead. I'm going team three by default, though. Uh, because I would not. Yeah, by default, I would not take the Creeper on my team, nor would I take the new Pennywise on my team. That's where we're at. Mm, <laughs> kind of fair. <laughs> what are these teams doing? Are they playing Uno? Oh, if they're making fun of people, definitely team two. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, if it's a roasting session. I feel like Freddy could just, I feel like Freddy and Art could roast the hell out of Pennywise, and I would watch unlimited movies like that, but. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, the memes are becoming more and more of a reason to sign up for the Patreon. If you look at this (laughs) meme, it looks like that Pennywise got roasted by Art and and, and Freddy, if you're looking at him. I, no, they're not playing Uno, Allie. I'd imagine this is... I don't, I don't know, know their teams. Are they playing softball? What's happening here? Uh, I would imagine it's to, like, to, who could kill the most? Or maybe, I've seen, like, the questions on Twitter and stuff where it's, you know, if you had to pick a villain to defend you or something, you know? Yeah, but you don't have that descriptor for this. Is it, like, who you want to eat lunch with? God damn it, Allie. What? what? I'm, I'm asking the hard-hitting questions here. It's a real concern. I'm going with the, the two that I said is the way I'm going to be. Either a kill team or like a, you know, defend my life team against the other teams. I don't know. Use your imagination that doesn't involve Uno. <laughs> this one's tough. Did you send it in the Yeah, in the it's, in the, it's in the group. Yeah. Are you sure? Did you forget? Or do I need to? Read oh, there it is. Yeah, or... refer- yeah, okay. yeah. Who are you guys? What? I. It was a. It's a real question. <laughs> oh my god, he does look like he got. And the two of them look like they just got done roasting them. <laughs> Although, to be fair, just like based off of this picture, it also looks a little bit like Team Three is trying to sabotage itself because Leatherface's like chainsawing Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. He's got him. He's got a. He's he's. About half chainsaw deep into Jason's bosom in this <laughs> meme, so it's true. Although Jason might be giant based off of the scale of this, because he can fit a whole chainsaw into his bosom there. <laughs> yeah, in his in his in his left bosom. Yeah, that's true. Hell of a bosom. Uh I see, my thing is like team one, I love Ghostface and all, but in my head it's like a kill squad. Uh, you know. It goes You're not surviving it. with that team. Uh, I don't know, man. The Creeper taking out three and four. I mean, he was digging a fly. He has those skin ninja things. But I don't know. He's just like, I don't, I just don't want him. But, <laughs> and you know, Michael Myers is on there. I don't know, man. I might go too. I was going to say I was going to go too. I don't think you can go two now because I went two already. No, you said you think you're going to go two. I said I was going to go two. Yeah, but I was implying the implication was there that I'm going to go two. Well, I mean, I'm not going to go three <laughs> and I'm not going to go one. So by default, I'm going to go two. Let's see if I can poke a cat a little bit here. Yeah, we we almost had a Hellraiser movie this week, but uh, <laughs> Allie's hate for Pinhead kind of nicks that a little bit. How do you feel about yeah. that cat? We don't need that. I I have enough of that from Rob. I feel like. Oh yeah, that's true. 
I, I don't want to invite any more of that. Um. <laughs> well, I am filling in for Rob, so it would have been it appropriate. Have fit. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, bump on brand. Yeah, I think two final answer. Like Art the Clown and Freddy. I I, I fucking despise that penny. Like I don't want this Pennywise, but I I would be good. I think with just Art and Freddy. Maybe. I mean, that is not my favorite version of Pennywise, but I don't something about his face in this picture <laughs> just really sells it for me. I, yeah, seeing the picture makes a difference uh, just in the And again, I'm sticking with team three. If I need a team to save my life or, you know, kill the most people, whatever, I'm sticking team three. If I need to cast the three of them in a movie, though, I really do want to see these two bully Pennywise. This is what it would look like, though. This This is exactly what it would look like. What it would look like, and Robert England could do that movie. So you know, he would just stand there and roast. Yeah, I want Freddie to roast him, and I want just Art to silently roast him. It'll be perfect. We just get to see uh, Art hunched over laughing. (laughs) Wearing sunglasses, probably. That Pennywise, so god damn it. I re- that my love for Art and Freddy are carrying this a lot. Cause and that's yeah. another question too. This is uh the Leatherface that's on team three. What is that from Cat? Two or three? That's from I think it's two. I'm not sure though. I f- it does look like two to me. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, it's but like if that kind of takes it away a little like I I'm not the biggest fan of that Leatherface. I don't hate him, but like it's not OG. If it was OG Leatherface, it would change it a little bit. But yeah, I think I'm sticking to Art and Freddy, man. Like that, that's a match made in heaven for me. Maybe I can get them to kill that Pennywise <laughs> or just roast him till he cries and walks away is what it looks like it's about to happen. Well, that's the, th- that's the other thing too, is that like if all of the, if all of the teams self-destruct, right? Like right. Ghostface just dies. So you're out of person. Uh Leatherface apparently tries to chainsaw Jason's boob. Uh and I don't know <laughs> how that's gonna go for him. But I feel like that I feel like all three of my people could survive in a death match. The th- the trick to killing Pennywise is to believe that you can kill him. And the other two are Art and Freddy. <laughs> like he's not Absolutely. making it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, <clears throat> Art the Clown alone would fuck that Pennywise up. So, yeah, it, and, and Freddy's got to, even if people want to go, the well, you know, he's this giant bug thing or turtle or whatever the hell he is. Freddy <laughs> can match that, too. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is pure, purely my love for, for Art and Freddy here. Like, I, I can't go anything but two, I don't think. Damn. This is, this is a tough one. Yeah. Like, I wish I could take Ghostface and switch him with Pennywise, but. Oh, hell yeah. Is the only thing that would make that team two perfect for me. But Pennywise's face in this meme is (laughs) just fucking selling it for me. He looks like Freddy just got done making fun of his hair. Like, he really does. He looks. Allie, I honestly don't know how you can defend those it chapter whatever movies. He looks like a pale Oompa Loompa. He does. He does. The movie is not bad. It chapter one is fine. It's it's good. Oh. It's it's not terrible. No, 
No, it, it, yeah, it you're, is. You're just mad because it's not the Tim Curry miniseries from the 90s. I, no, I'm not. I, I am mad at that a little bit, but if you give me a good Pennywise, this is not it. Look at him. Look at him. He looks yeah, like an Uncle Loomba. to the books, though. I understand. I, that's not what I want, though. That, that's yeah, not, I know you want Tim Curry in the 1990s miniseries. I get it. I want a clown that doesn't look ridiculous. I want that's what I want. They're I want my clowns, Mikey. They always look ridiculous. They're a clown. Are you telling me that Tim Curry's clown from it doesn't look ridiculous? It's a no, fucking clown. He looks terrifying. Art the clown looks terrifying. This look at this guy. It looks like he just shit his pants. <laughs> Come on. This picture is not doing him justice. I'm not no. gonna lie. <laughs> That's what he is. Take away the fucking oh my god. <laughs> that that was a good one, Will. I, I enjoyed that very much. Yeah, you have one too, right? Uh yeah, I, I have a thing that I want to talk about. It's not even okay. really a game. I mean, we can talk about it. Everyone can choose a side if they want. Um, but uh, this is just more to double down on uh rob being mad at me i think uh mikey tattled on me today so (laughs) horror court (laughs) um greg sent in a a red button blue button today for the first four texas chainsaw massacre movies over the first four saw movies and obviously i chose saw like there was no world where i was not going to choose a side that had the first three saw movies in it and mikey tattled on me to rob so and sometimes i get mad at mikey for tattling uh i'm really proud of this one i'm just gonna double down i'm just going to announce on the podcast i would take the first four saw movies over the first four texas chainsaw movies even though it has saw four in it as the fourth movie All right. Uh, hold on one second. I'll address that shortly. Rob. <laughs> oh, my God. Cat just doubled down on that. So, yeah, if you guys would like to weigh on in on this, uh, you're free to you're free to outvote me here. I know I'm right. So. Oh, while you got that DM open, Mikey, um, let him know I agree. Okay. I would also take the first. Well, three, I guess four saw movies. Yeah, over. four is also there, but it's going up against Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation. So I feel like that's kind of a wash. Uh, I would rather watch the first three saws than three Texas Chainsaw Massacres. Yeah. Um, my thing is, I I really like Saw as a franchise. To me, is really just two movies that like that I like. Like three is okay to me. It it's not bad. Three is good. Three is the. So this is a little bit uh, harder for me because Shawnee Smith is my wife. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like she three might be cat? the best one. Huh? No, she doesn't. Oh, okay. We're, we're, right. Not yet. You know, not yet. One day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Cat's boyfriend knows. <laughs> Shawnee oh, yeah. Smith is my wife. <laughs> He's well aware. Hey, man. That, that's kind of half the battle there, though. Isn't it? Not for nothing. The other half is Shawnee Smith knowing, but you get to that yeah, later. That's fair. Yeah. You know, one, one thing at a time. Uh, so, I, and that <laughs> was sport. the movie where she had the most screen time. Uh, so, I'm a little bit biased in that regard. But I think the first, like, the original trilogy there is solid. It is. I think two was probably my favorite. Me too. Three was still very good, though. I can't get to very good for three. That was good. Honestly, Saw 2 
is the second best movie out of all of these to me. The thing that's tripping me out is that the, the, obviously the original Texas Chainsaw is incredible. Yeah. I, I like the second one too. Like it, Chop Top is bothering me. I want to be really clear about that in my defense of this because Greg seemed surprised that that was how I answered. But I pointed out in my defense of this decision that if we like match up across the board where it's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus Saw, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 versus Saw 2, like if we go one pairing at a time, I would choose the Texas Chainsaw Massacre over Saw, but the other three matchups go to Saw. Because I think Saw 2 is better than... I, I also really like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I think I've been the only one on the show to defend Leatherface even a little bit, but... Yeah, it... <clears throat> I don't like it more than Saw 3. The, the thing is that I, I don't think that the third and fourth Texas Chainsaw... The third, the third Texas Chainsaw does not beat Saw 3 to me. God, the next generation's bad, though. <laughs> like it's bad. That's the other thing too is that like I was like I am so happy to watch the like anytime I will drop what I'm doing and watch the first three Saw movies back to back. I don't really like four all that much. Uh I have a tough time defending four, but I would yeah. definitely rather watch it than uh than the next yeah. generation. So I you know that that's the thing. Saw 4 is not as bad as like I, I didn't like Saw 4 very much but it's not as bad as TCM 4 no so you know like it wins there clear uh, the original Texas Chainsaw is obviously better than Saw Saw 2 is better than TCM 2 and Saw 3 is probably again to me it, like it, it's better than Texas Chainsaw 3 but I haven't seen Texas Chainsaw 3 in a long time. So it's like, I don't know how much, you know, but the originals is really bugging me because like the original Texas Chainsaw is really strong. I might, I might go blue. Which one's blue? Was blue Texas Chainsaw? No, No, it's Saw. Oh, okay. So tell on yourself while you're at it. To be fair, I was telling on (laughs) Rob because like, I don't hate Saw really at all, really. <laughs> but like Rob despises it. Yeah. And this is just me because you tell on me a lot. And very often I feel like I yeah. have to kind of come in and defend <laughs> those positions where it's like, this is personal preference, not like critical or whatever. I'm just, I, this is one I'll double down. I would triple or quadruple <laughs> down on this take. It's blue button all the fucking way. And that's why I, t- I snitched on you because it was the way it's not so much what you did. It was pretty much how you did it. Kat's response to this question from Greg. Um, where the hell's my Greg button? Kick him in the dick. It was blue button all day, every day. No regrets. <laughs> and a black heart on there, too. With a little cat cuddling and, and, and looking like the world is perfect. So that that is more so why. I snitched on you. It's how you did it. And plus, I know how much Rob hates Saw. But it like it's just not as clear cut to me because, yeah. man, that original Texas Chainsaw is so good. But Saw 2 is pulling the Saw side for me a lot. It's one of those things. I understand how because 
if you listen to this show, if you don't know me in person and how often I watch the Saw movies, I can see why you would think this would be like a really hard decision for me specifically, because I am also the one that usually defends Texas Chainsaw as a franchise on this show. And that first one, like that first matchup, I, I do think heads in the red button direction, but no, just Saw is so good. The, the thing that really does it it's not I mean the front end of, of these matchups is are tough, but what really, really nails the coffin for me is next generation being so fucking bad. That's really the the <laughs> clearest cut is just yeah. like that movie's not winning <laughs> shit, you know? No, and it goes up against the worst of those four films too. Like Oh yeah. And it just it can't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's a movie in the Saw franchise as bad as the 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 fourth Texas Chainsaw. Like, that movie's really bad. Honestly, Spiral. <laughs> I, I haven't even seen Spiral yet. I've gotten to the point where I'll, there's movies that if I don't get to, I know I'm going to have to watch for the show. So it's like I might as well just wait and have like a, you know, an initial reaction. Like and that uh, Spiral kind of landed there. Honestly, though, if they would have put damn near any other than the last one, any Texas Chainsaw remake in that place, it I probably would have went red. Except for 2022, right? Yeah, except for the last. Yeah, that okay. one. Yeah. <laughs> Just checking. If they would have put Wife Beater instead of, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely went red. Wife Beater would have been like a much tougher call for me. Um, I, I, I would have gone blue still, but I would have thought about it a lot harder. Would, would wife beater have white wife beater have changed this at all for you, Allie? Mm, no, no, no. Really? I would still rather watch the first four saws. Te- Texas. That's another thing too. Texas chainsaw two is re- like, it. it's, it, it doesn't. I, mean, I don't know. I guess it's gotten a little bit of an uptick lately, but it like Chop Top, Bill Mosley, man, that's one of the top roles in horror, period. Yeah. You know, and like that, the 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 thing is the Leatherface in that was like, look at the, the gif that it comes with this meme is doesn't do it any favors. You know, like it's <laughs> no, it's not a good Leatherface, but everything else was really good <laughs> in that movie. All right. Well, but it's Texas Chainsaw. It's, it's Leatherface, though. I know, I know. It's kind of important. It's very important. But Bill Mosley stole the show in that motherfucker. Like that, he, I really like Chop Top. I wish we could have got a Chop Top spinoff. And I think it would have done really, it would have done better than the rest of these Texas Chainsaw movies. It would have done better <laughs> than Leatherface, honestly. It would have been. Yeah, it, it would have ended up. Honestly, that could have been a really interesting twist for that franchise if they would have went with Chop. Because Leatherface just clearly wasn't working after the original. Period. Right. <laughs> so I haven't seen three in a very long that that's the other question mark for me. I don't know how bad three is. I could honestly it I could rewatch three too. It's been a while. Yeah. And next generation, I'm just like, I don't need to rewatch that ever again. No. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know where I stand there. All right. Well, uh Rob's probably stopped listening, so I hope you enjoyed Rob. <laughs> Clean sweep for saw. Yeah. yeah. There you All go. day, every day, no regrets. <laughs> Black heart emoji. <laughs> Black heart emoji. <laughs> On your show, Rob. Right now, in this moment, Rob is t- messaging us 
just <laughs> probably profanity. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, honestly, like, there's been shit for news lately, anyway. But I do enjoy the memes. I've been having fun doing the memes. Um, yeah. I hope you have fun with the next meme, also. Oh, oh. I gotta hit my button. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna get the button out of the oh. way. Probably missed with corner listeners of buttholes. They send in Italian memes making fun of me for being Italian. Allison. <laughs> Huge clown penis. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, it wasn't me, but I like this one. I haven't seen this one yet. I'm not talking about this. You know what I'm what? talking about. No, don't what I, me. I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> last, well, not last week, our last episode. Um, we got a Valentine's Day Gobbledygook Mystery Corner meme. Oh, that sounds nice. It was lovely. You care to apologize? Apologize uh, for what? Mm, so that's that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're I, gonna just... I do not know what you are implying. Mm-hmm. 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 I was personally attacked <laughs> last week. Uh, that was a good episode. meme. That was solid. I don't know who sent that in, but uh, I applaud uh, him or her. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Whoever sent that in is a butthole. All right. Oh. <laughs> I had my finger on a button for you and uh, it navigated to this one. What the fuck is that? Accurate. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Um, <clears throat> the memes go up on Patreon. We try and describe them on the show. Ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is really fucking. Like, it's annoying and disgusting. Like, who the hell would... The ever-elusive pasta possum. And... I. That's pretty much what it is. I mean, like, I don't see any pasta, though. Like, it looks like a possum-shaped pizza calzone. Like, I don't know. There's no pasta here. It is. It's ever-elusive possum. Okay, listen. That's dough. I, I, I don't know what part How of How strong moonshine. is this moonshine? Yeah. I, saying, I don't know what part of moonshine didn't translate. I, I'm so used to hearing pasta pizza, goddammit. <laughs> well, this isn't pasta pizza. This is pizza possum. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's fair then. Yeah. This looks like more like a calzone, though, honestly, like with cheese on top of it. Because it looks like <laughs> this is disgusting. It looks like there's <laughs> sauce like in there somewhere. Right? Yeah, like the eyes are red. So I feel like the, the pizza sauce is inside the possum body. Well, yeah. well, hold on. It's not a possum. It's dough. Let's not. It, it's got the tails. I'm closing this. This one's fucking disgusting. <laughs> and it's fucked up because I can't even, like, when I delete them, then I run into the issue where I'm messaging Kat at an ungodly <laughs> hour the night the episode drops going, hey, uh, can you send me that meme again? <laughs> they deleted it. Those are that's one of my favorite things where Mikey accidentally tricks himself into asking for me to send these a second time. It wouldn't be the first. Probably won't be the last. <laughs> I'm not deleting this one though, unfortunately. Come Wednesday night, it's gone though. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this. This is disgusting. This is gross. Um, 
what was it? there was one that was kind of a pain in the ass because we went to put it on the patreon and you had deleted it out of our group chat but then i had also deleted it out of my phone because it was gross and i didn't want to look at it <laughs> and then i had to dig back through like everyone that had ever sent me a gabagoolie mystery meme to try and figure out where i had downloaded it from i think it was the foot i one, think that was the it? foot one. Oh. <laughs> That's when we banned feet. Did we ban feet? We got to ban feet. Um. Well, here's the thing that's tricky about that is I've started getting memes about the banning of feet. What? <laughs> <laughs> I started getting, you know how specific these memes get. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I, I have a few that I think, but if we actually ban feet, it's going to be a gray area for the Italian memes about foot banning. So. I feel like an unofficial uh, thing is as much as we can do at this point. Look, I, I feel like we need to, we need to work with some people about, you know, finding some shit to do. Like what, why is it? We can't do anything without backlash. Why? But here's the thing about it is that also, if you send to the right kind of foot meme, apparently you can get $250. So, That's true. Not from us, Ooh. but from someone. Mm-hmm. So, we're about to be making some bank on this show. <laughs> Shout out to Kate. Kate does listen to this show too, by the way. Uh, I'm I'm trying to remember correctly. I think Kate wanted me to tell you, by the way, Kat, that, ah, fuck. I don't remember what it was. She agreed with you on something and she wanted me to tell you and I can't remember what it was. That's okay. I have a lot of really good takes. I assume people agree with me a lot about all kinds of stuff. <laughs> no, Kate. Kate is uh, a bit of a shithead, and she has no idea what she's talking about. So that that huh. you don't want her on your side. Yeah. Listen. Uh, sometimes support comes from unexpected places. I really like when Greg and I can team up on stuff. <laughs> so does two hundred and fifty dollars. You know. <laughs> oh, Kate tends to uh, agree with me quite often, so yeah. I might be team Kate on this. Yeah, but it's usually with fucking with me though. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it sounds like I'm on the right side of this one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't like that. Uh, all right. That 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 one's. I I didn't I didn't like that at all. Like that one was gross. You laughed awfully hard at this one. It's they the, get it's so either specific. The moonshine or this is a good meme. <laughs> no, this one's not a good. I really don't like this one. It was the, how specific it was because it's like there's certain things. I, we we say it all the time. I didn't like when we got specific last week. <laughs> oh yeah, that one was real fucking specific, Allie. What? That was anonymous. That did not come from me. Yeah. You admitted to it. You should have. <laughs> uh, I, I say it all the time. The shit that catches on from the show, like it, it's just you never fucking know. It's never anything we want usually to catch on is the thing. Yeah, sometimes you make one offhanded comment about a possum and, right. you know, things just snowball from there. Never know. But not only that, it's like, OK, you know, the possum thing caught on. It was like 25 fucking possums and my notifications <laughs> were just filled with possums. I didn't know who was interacting with what. But OK, it happened. Fine. Like you don't expect certain things to come in certain areas. Like when do you ever expect that? OK, there's possums, things that are catching on. Someone's going to make a pizza slash calzone shaped like a fucking possum. <laughs> like, you just don't expect certain things, you know? Like, God damn. I very much enjoyed the pizza possum. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it at all. Everyone loves a crossover moment, Mikey. 
Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I can't tell you how much I love it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I hate this segment so much. And now I know that I have to look forward to seeing feet uh, well, at some point. Complaints so. about the lack of feet, but we'll we'll get there. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get there, Mikey. We've got like 58 more of these to go. <laughs> we got to do another HR meeting eventually. Too. Like though, uh, as much as they were a pain in the ass because a good portion of them were bitching about me, they, they <laughs> kind of were fun to, to do. And I feel like that's the place or something like that. We don't need to put it in the gobble. I feel like no. taking away the HR com- meetings and those complaints, it, it spilled into the gobble mystery corner a little bit, which I don't like. So new organization yeah. here. God damn it. No one knows where else to send complaints because Rob doesn't read them now that he's out of HR. <laughs> I still don't know how that happened. Like, talk <laughs> about the worst decision. Or no, what was it, the strangest decision? That was the strangest decision. <laughs> not good, not bad, just strange. Yeah, that one was a little bad, but but very strange <laughs> though. Like <laughs> the worst person ever. All right, we're gonna take a really quick break, pay some bills with some ads, and uh we'll be right back with Child's Play 2. God damn, that was gross. It's weird the shit I find gross. Like I don't I don't like the nose on it. Like it's just fucking gross. <laughs> Eat the possum. All right, Child's Play 2. I owe these young ladies a shark movie. I want to get that on the record. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were cat is cat, and with Allie coming on, I kind of just rolled over and took it on that one. Like I was just like, all right, this is (laughs) not worth the argument. I'm just going to let it happen, and uh, I'm going to just submit to the fact that I'm going to end up watching something really stupid. Uh, Allie, do you even know the name of that stupid ass movie you were trying to get us to watch? Um, no. In my head, I've just been uh, referring it to to it as uh, Shark with a Chainsaw. I know it has Jaws in the title somewhere, but it looks amazing. It does look really good. No, it no, does. That is a home movie. It was not made in anyone's home. It's a shark with a chainsaw, Mikey. I sent some stills because I kind of skimmed through a little bit. Uh, when I saw it, because I thought it looked amazing, rightfully so. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yes, we'll be watching that. This is coming from me. That looked way worse than Sharks of the Corn. I believe it's called Jaws of the Shark, by the way, and it it looks fantastic. Uh, it does. Mm-hmm. And we all know that I've been working on a shark with a chainsaw movie for a while now um unfortunately i'm not a movie producer so i can't get it produced but i do have a script for chain shark uh and and coming as someone that really likes both of these genres uh i have to say it looks like they really deliver on the premise of chainsaw wielding shark okay i'm not sure on what happened with it as far as premise wise my interest and attention span for this was very <laughs> short, as people can imagine. <laughs> that, 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 say they did, fine. They didn't deliver on anything else, like cinematography, anything else. So, I, I again, I owe a shark movie, 
because you know like we're we're having uh Kote on for presentation purposes i felt it would be you know it would behoove us a little bit to uh do something uh with a little bit stronger of a title and uh, a killer that is on dead by daylight you can play as chucky you can play as tiffany as well legacy uh skin and plus I, I i'm interested to hear what you guys think about it but man i think child's play 2 is a solid fucking movie like in all the way around it's a fun movie it's a solid movie it's a really good movie my thought process like i said ali uh we kind of navigated away from a hellraiser movie and i don't know like i <laughs> i wanted it i thought chucky and i was like eh, the original's been done to death and did we do the original cat i don't think we've done that yet we did the remake i believe was the only <laughs> child's play that we did how the fuck that happened uh yeah, we did. We did Rob, the, Rob is how that happened. Ah, yeah, that's true. So the the, the original has been done to death. Rob has been looking forward to rewatching three. He might yes. have done it already. I don't remember. But either way, I felt I felt that's the thing when one of us aren't on. It's like to pick a movie that doesn't hurt the show with one of us not being on it. Like I feel yeah. like Child's Play three is somehow one of them. Uh, but. Yeah, so I landed, I thought about Child's Play 2, and that's pretty much how I, I came to that. And I don't regret it, man. I haven't seen it in a long time. I sat with it, and it was it was fun. I laughed. I was impressed by the impressed by the kills a lot, and kind of blown away with what they were able to pull off with this movie. So, Allie, what do? Well, wait a minute. Hold on, because you were. A little iffy. Uh, you're you're the wild card here. I feel like Cat. What do you think about the uh, Child's Play Two? Um. So I have some mixed feelings about Child's Play Two. God damn I, it. Well, here's the thing: is that it's a fun movie. I I feel like in a lot of ways it does justice to Child's Play. I, I like a lot of the choices that they made conceptually. It is. I, I had a lot of fun rewatching it. it. It had also been a long time since I had seen Child's Play Two. Overall, my impression of this movie is really positive. Um, I, I have some pros and cons to talk about, like as we delve into it. And I feel like my score is not necessarily reflective of how much fun I had. The issue that I have with Child's Play Two is that, like, this is what, and we've had this. It, it happens fairly rarely on the show. But this is one of those things where it's like, I have a really good time watching it, but sitting down to like take notes to think about what I want to say on a show is a level of dissection that I don't think Child's Play 2 holds up to. Like, it's a lot of scrutiny for a just we're going to have fun kind of movie. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I have a lot of negative stuff to say, but I, I want it on the record first and foremost that I had a lot of fun with it. Okay. It's just it's it's hard to like because when you're paying that much attention, I feel like it's easier to find flaws that have never bothered me about this movie before. And I, I, I don't think reflect my feelings of it under regular circumstances. That's a very fair point because I was having a very hard time taking notes about child's play too. Yes. Um <laughs> Because it's such a fun watch. I've never, like Kat said, tried to dissect it like this before. So all of my notes are just things that bothered me that wouldn't have normally bothered me. That's the thing. Because I've watched this movie. I hadn't seen it in several years, but I've seen this movie, 
you know, a handful of times before and none of the shit ever bothered me before today. So it's like, I don't think it's, I, I, I don't necessarily think it's going to sound like I like this movie as much as I, I do. Um, I had a lot of negative points, but I know that that's only from today from watching. That's it exactly what I'm <laughs> <laughs> thinking as well. Cause it's a super fun watch yeah. and Nothing in my notes says that I enjoyed watching this movie at all, but I did. I mean, it's a pretty high budget movie for like a 90s slasher. And if you just kind of turn your brain off and just ride the Chucky chaos, it's a really good time. But I found myself trying to like critically dissect Child's Play 2, which I think is the completely wrong attitude to go into this movie with if you're going to enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> Seconded fully. I don't know, man. I I really like this movie. Like, I forgot how much I like Child's Play 2. I'm saying that I liked this movie a lot. And it, I was just having the issue of Critically trying to dissect it is like I'm trying to say just the wrong attitude for this movie. See, I didn't even have that much of an issue with it, even on that level. Like, I feel like they did the first child's play. You look at killer doll, like Benny loves you is a good example. And I, and obviously no knock at all whatsoever to Benny loves you. All three of us, including Rob. So four of us own Benny dolls. Allie's is a knockoff, but we're not going to talk. It is not a knockoff. It's adorable. Also. Yes. It's a knockoff. Benny It's fine. It's not a knockoff. Benny. It is an authentic dark line cinema. Benny. Yeah, but you got it late. So you, you realize we're going to have to call it a knockoff by, you know, we're obligated. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you, but but Benny loves you. It was so much more of a lighthearted movie. <clears throat> and you look at like the original, I understand where, you know, where the franchise went, everybody knows. But if you look at that original child's play movie, man, it was dark. Like it was dark. It was darker than it had any business being. And it worked, you know, and this one, they, they kept that tone, man. And I liked it. I, I like what Chucky turned it like Bride of Chucky is my favorite movie in this franchise. And that was obviously a lot more fun and lighthearted than, you know, the the three movies, especially the first two. But man, they 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 gave you a reason, not a great one. I don't know why. I, I don't know why you would put together the killer doll that you had no explanation of why it was, you know, like why it was alive and killing people. You're going to put it back together. It made, it made no sense there. But, you know, like they set up the movie with. The, the the company dealing with it from like a financial and and public standpoint, you know, like they continued the story with Andy and then they you had him going through the foster care and they gave you a good reason with the mother. Dude, they set this up really well as like a, a real movie. And I guess kind of impressive for a killer doll movie. Um here's the thing. <laughs> um <laughs> is that before today I would have agreed with you. Um, it's one of the things that I remember really fondly about Child's Play 2 going into the rewatch today is that it, it found a good level of serious to be, you yeah. know, because I, I feel like in a lot of horror franchises, we jump straight from 
like we have one good installation that's like serious and takes itself you know treats itself like a horror movie and then we immediately jump into absolute nonsense and what i like about child's play too is that this one also treated itself like as seriously as the first one did while i was but the caveat is that like while i'm sitting there watching it with pen and paper analyzing it it took it ate a lot of time treating it this seriously like at an annotation level i felt like it was really really slow to watch like it because it's paced so much or arguably maybe a little bit slower then the first one, it has this arc that I, I think is kind of a double-edged sword where we're watching Andy go into foster care while his mother recovers. She vouches for him and then is placed in a psychiatric institution. And, and we have this sort of like uncomfortable situation for Andy where, you know, he's trying to prove that he's okay so he can stay with his foster family that he likes. And it's, uh, which is kind of sad also, like, I and yeah. until I had been paying close attention, I don't think Child's Play 2 had ever, like, bummed me out the way that I did today. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I really felt for Andy. And so on the one hand, like, I think they did that story well. On the other hand, you do kind of have to balance that because it's like, this is a sequel. And because we're seeing Andy in an environment, like, I, I feel like the division wasn't great on letting him be uneasy and feel the pressures of that situation while also like a whole new set of characters have to believe in Chucky and and get killed and I I felt like this was more the attention was not on the kills in the way that I would expect of a second installation slasher movie you know what I mean like it did just feel very slow while I was paying attention to it because of that they did lean into the story a lot and go into like the characters, like what Andy's going through. And that didn't make it feel slow. And the first kill is really pretty lame, honestly, for like a second Whoa. installation slasher. The guy gets electrocuted by an eyeball machine. Oh, that okay. Okay. I thought you meant the um the dude in the car. Okay. No. I mean, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean it I don't I, I guess that's the first kill. You can't really dance around it but i don't know like it wasn't i guess chucky did it like obviously chucky did it but like he didn't do it i don't know he did it he did it i i agree it's the first kill chucky did it understood but it wasn't you know like chucky style like that that, that play i thought all the kills i i guess except for that one all the kills in this were great um okay no <laughs> which one the teacher i thought the teacher was so cool no uh, no she gets beat with a ruler it's not well she got stabbed too she got yeah, she, he, she got she got pumped with like the air pump like a that's funny and here's the thing is that like and it almost had to have been a budgetary thing which i feel bad picking on too much but it's like the the special effects team only gave a shit about special effects that happened inside the doll factory like that could have been a really cool death on paper but like she staggers away she's not bleeding 
uh we don't get to see a lot of stuff with it like it just it, it and that's kind of how i felt about a lot of the kills you know where it's like uh, the idea is kind of there but we didn't get to see shit and it wasn't like creative editing where we feel like we're seeing more than we do it was like very bland editing where i wanted to see a lot more and i wasn't getting it like i'm just seeing a ruler swinging through an open window well keep like, in I'm mind not too seeing a whole lot like budgetary restraints yes uh this movie had like 13 million but a lot of that went towards chucky functioning you know you got to keep in mind, too, not only budgetary issues, but to get Chucky to physically do these things, especially in 1990, that's rough. That's why, like, I don't getting Chucky to do those things. I understand, like, that could have been difficult, but it, it was difficult even. Um, right. But it's one reason why, like, seeing more of the aftermath uh seeing more of the gore in this instance i think would have really covered like the practical effects gaps where stuff like that was a struggle you know like there was other stuff we could have seen that wouldn't have been any more difficult in this than it was in any other horror movie and and we didn't really get enough of that to make up for what chucky can and can't do I don't know, man. I like the kills. I really, truly did. Like that, that, pla- that plastic bag kill uh, in, in the, not the opening, but, you know, early on in the movie. I, I liked it. Like it was simple. It, it, it was aggressive. It was well done. And, you know, it, it seemed like some shit that a doll would do. You know, like he's in the backseat with a lot of shit and, you know, he had a plastic bag and made do. I like the ruler kill too with the, with the, you know, like that was an iconic kill. Yeah. He, the, when he was standing in the clothes, like he looked so badass, and they built it with suspense where she's looking for him. Then the ball fell. And I, I just thought they set that up really well. I like that kill a lot. You guys are crazy. I liked that kill fine until I had to pay attention to it. I think is. And again, <laughs> It's it's the curse of doing this podcast sometimes is that not all of these movies are at their best when you're paying attention. <laughs> By the way, Kat, did Rob submit a statement for this? I was going to save it as a surprise, but yes, I do oh, have okay. a statement. I have not right. read it. I don't know where he lands. I got to be mentally prepared for these things when it comes from that son of a bitch, man. I got to. I know. I just I like surprising you. Though, yeah, I can get away with it. A lot of people do, don't they, Allie? With uh, hands and pasta flashlight. I don't know anything about that. Mm. I was oh. just as surprised as everyone else. Yeah, when I messaged you bitching about it. <laughs> By the way, Kat, I'd have, I'll have you know that Allie has been playing DVD with the, the name Pasta Fleshlight for some time now. <laughs> so, you know, she goes, people see her with that name. It's a solid name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know anything about people who play Dead by Daylight? The more outlandish your name is, the better. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What's Bat's name been? Cumnivore or Com- yeah, it's Cumnivore right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. So we have Rob's statement to look forward to. Uh, yeah, I, man, I I maybe didn't. I I fully understand what Cat's saying with when you watch these things for the show. Because, you know, like, obviously I go through it, too, and 
I feel like maybe people don't understand. And I get, I feel bad because I get annoying with people. Like when I watch movies and I'll bitch about certain things and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help it anymore. <laughs> Whether it's for the show or not, like sometimes that's how I watch movies. And uh, the times I'm able to turn it off and just watch them, I enjoy. So I, I understand, but I don't know. Like I, I do have, uh, maybe the best term is like a gauge for it. Cause you know, I, I don't, I don't hold it. I kind of keep it in the neighborhood that it should be. I try to at least, you know, it's, it's not always, it doesn't always happen. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man, like the, Oh, another, the, the kill with the, the foster father. Oh, and I have a point for that also whenever I, I remember to do it, but man, I, it was simple. Chucky didn't have to do really anything. Like he did very little. It was what he did. Like it was off screen. So it wasn't like a challenge or anything. It was smart. But man, when he dropped and he said, how's it hanging? Dude, I don't know what it was <laughs> about that, bro. It's just like, that's another thing about this movie. Chucky had an attitude in the original, but man, it was just so solidified in this damn movie. It wasn't quite Bride of Chucky level, but this is where it really started to form. And like he's flipping people off and everything. And I don't know, man, it was just something about like I got chills when he like I forgot about that scene. And I was like, that is like one of the most Chucky things I've ever seen. That was fucking dope. I loved it. And I don't know why. Like it, he didn't do anything, but it was just Child's Play's always been really good at creating moments. And even though that was something small, there was another one where he's like, I'm going to get you fuckers. And it's just something about Chucky and that voice. And man, I love Chucky so much. Like, I really like Child's Play a lot. Yeah, this this one really solidified the whole Chucky persona character. Like he's he's Chucky himself is really good in this movie. Really enjoy Chucky as Chucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have something about it, man, that 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 scene when when he fell and he dropped and like I said, I haven't seen this movie in a while. I've seen three probably more than I've seen two. Uh, or at least most recently on uh, as well. But man, there's just something about it. How's it hanging, Phil? I like, God damn, man, that's some <laughs> Chucky shit. And uh I guess you can call it Chucky Game. That, you know, because like, dude, he was he was really making Andy's life fucking hell. This kid, yeah. like Kat was saying earlier, he's in this foster situation and like all that's bad enough. Like now he's fucking with him at school and, you know, all this shit, man. Like he's getting got that kid that keeps fucking with him a little bit. And Andy cannot catch a goddamn break for shit. That's the Chucky game, man. Like he he's he just it's such a mental fuck on top of all the brutality that he's throwing around. And I don't know, there's just something about it and how well they were able to do that with uh, Mancini and all of them. And it's just, is perfect. Well, okay. And again, I, I hate, I hate nitpicking on this movie. I really do because I just, I have a lot of fun with it. I like it a lot. I, I feel guilty to like nitpick about small stuff but that is actually a really good example of some of the of like one of the things that really bothered me on this watch that i don't think i ever would have noticed is that chucky 
really is making Andy's life hell in this movie. Like, I, I do feel really bad for Andy in this movie. I wish at watching it this closely, I wish it had felt a little bit more intentional, you know, like I, because I've the takeaway before has always been like, look how malicious this little fucker is. Uh, but like watching it really closely and seeing the timeline unfold, it was one of those things where it's like Chucky isn't really like it, it, it didn't feel like he's plotting as much in this one, you know, where it's like and like the thing with the figurine. It's not like he was watching the thing with the figurine and he's like, this is something that's going to get Andy in trouble. Uh, I can get him kicked out of this foster house. It was like, what's the nearest thing I can grab to kill this fucking doll? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> which and it's like it's not a huge complaint. I, I feel bad bringing it up. It's never like hindered my enjoyment of the movie, but it is one of those things that watching today, especially in the beginning where it was feeling slow and I was kind of like looking around to see what I would notice that it, like that small detail, I think would have really elevated this and really elevated Chucky as a killer, you know, because like going after a child's home is so like cruel and malicious a and we kind of get that impression in passing but it's not really intentional like on chucky's part it's just kind of a thing that happens yeah but at the same time it had that and, and this is what i was wanting to get to earlier with the the uh how's it hanging phil the foster dad that's got to be a button i don't know why i like it so much he had moments where like phil's problem like his, his skepticism of this is probably and this is off the top of my head after just watching it too so uh but it's probably the the most reasonable skepticism of you know like that like that denial like it, it comes up mostly with paranormal movies but it fits well with chucky too like who's gonna believe a parent uh, a doll's alive and it's the most the best reason for being as skeptical as he is, because you're not going to buy it in the first place. That happens with paranormal movies and uh, paranormal activity. We talk about this a lot with the um, sex tape boy. What's his name? Uh, Micah. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, like it, there's just so many things happening blatantly right in front of your face and you're catching it on recording. It's like you just won't buy into some sort of fucking normal level of concern with this shit. But Chucky is. They've had that doll in the house for whatever. That's another thing. Why you would have that fucking doll knowing what happened to this poor kid and keep it in the house. And then you realize it's there and you're like, oh, sorry, Andy. And you just leave it in the fucking living room. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty fucked up. That was one of those things that really. Uh, and again, it just it doesn't bother me when I'm sitting down to watch this movie for fun. But when you're trying to buy into the like. This is the foster family they called because they trusted them with a problem case and they just leave a fucking good guy doll in the closet. And it's like, I don't know about this family, guys. And I don't know if I'm buying it. into this. And leaving in the house. And I know and the real like <laughs> foster families are terrible situations. Understood. Yeah. But goddamn, dude, like this kid. That's rough. <laughs> it falls out of the closet in his foster room. And they're like, the no head. running. It's a rule. I'm like, what? And also, just like, even if you're going to, I, 
it was bad character development too because not only is it like mean to andy and irresponsible of the family but you have a father that's like i i I don't know i it's one of the i just have a tough time getting into the shoes of phil because it's like if i'm so worried about my wife bringing home a troubled foster child that like can easily be set off by good guy dolls I don't care what I believe is going on with that kid. I get the good guy doll out of the house. <laughs> like that yeah. just seems even from like, even if you don't believe in any of the like weird ass shit going on. Right. That's right. just such an easy fix. I, if you're yeah. worried about a kid about to go off, you know, <laughs> like why would you do that to the kid on any moral level? What's like, you have to be a real piece of shit to keep that thing in the, like it's intentional at that point. Like what the fuck? And it was what did what's her name pay for it like forty dollars or whatever it was in the yeah. it's not like it's an expensive it's a goddamn doll get rid of it there's like eight bedrooms in that house you pick the one that has the good guy doll in it this is your room child here you go <laughs> traumatize yourself real quick it hit him in the head coming out of the closet man like goddamn but the so like they had the doll in the house like obviously it hasn't been a problem for however long they fucking had it and, you know, like, it, it shouldn't be now. But again, reason for keeping it, no excuse. The skepticism from the father is is my point with it. So they had it that long, and it's never been an issue, so obviously there's no concern here. But then on top of it, he throws it in the basement. All that shit happens at the school, and then Andy comes home after the detention call and all that shit, and he opens the door, and it's still there. You know, so it's like, okay, even if I want to try and believe this kid, dude, it's still fucking laying there. Obviously, you're you're damaged, understood, but you need to, you know, he's trying to wrangle in badly. What's, you know, the kid. But, you know, like there there was, they gave you reason for him being, reason's a bad word. But you know what I mean? Like, you can understand this father going, okay, this is all bullshit. And the kid's just, you know, troubled. And so I really appreciated them doing that. You know, like they, they gave so many signs to, of this is impossible and Chucky just being, you know, really fucking slick about it. So that was what else is impossible is that child tying all of his limbs up to his own bed. That was crazy. That scene. And again, it never bothered me until today, but (laughs) I, Watching that scene because it's like I I knew I'd seen the movie I knew that they were going to blame Kyle for it, uh, but uh, it was so frustrating because Kyle comes in and like is laughing about it and it's like how how what does she think happened here that's amusing to her <laughs> like you know and she, and then she's kind of like you know you don't scream it's gonna you know wake these two up but it's like i would be so concerned yeah. if i saw that because it's like they're my foster parents too are they doing something that i don't know about is this kid like some kind of contortionist <laughs> like i don't i don't know what the situation is but that would just really freak me out and she asked him like so how did you tie yourself up to the bed anyway yeah there's no way there's no way. <laughs> yeah. And it never bothered me until I was like sitting watching this closely, you know? Um. 
Yeah, I I was that always that I was always like, how the fuck? Like, and he says to her when he comes in the room too, like, ah, oh, you tied him up so he wouldn't tell on you. And but it was just dropped after that. Yeah, and then there's like there the psychological component of this is so close to being really good, but it's not because I feel like there should have been repercussions for that. Uh, if my if one of my foster children tied up the other one so I could sneak out there or so they could sneak out the window, like I'd be so pissed, right? Like, especially a traumatized child that has to be. I don't know, like what the punishments are. I'm clearly not a parent, but like, come on. <laughs> yeah, and it could have driven a wedge between because that's. That's very often where I felt like the movie kind of wanted to go, where it's like there's going to be such a big wedge in between Andy and Kyle that when, you know, Andy needs help, he's going to find himself alone. But then they never really play with that dynamic. Like she gets irritated with him because the thing gets broken and she gets grounded and she gets irritated that she gets a telling off for tying him to the bed when she didn't. But it's like it never amounts to anything in a satisfactory way. Yeah, and I I like the dynamic between Kyle and, and Andy. Um, only because I, I like you, I, I forgot. I don't know. I, I really like Kyle for some reason. Like she's just, she has no reason to give a fuck about this kid, you know? And like she does. And yeah, you know, like they had their moment on the swing where they were talking and they can relate, you know, cause they're both in this shitty situation and bad family background and all that shit, missing their family, whatever. So, you know, like they, they do have, but it's not like a tremendous amount. You know, like they just had a couple small moments where, you know, the laundry and everything and <clears throat> like she he she caught him taking a drag out of her cigarette. And I don't know, it was just like kind of that uh, older sibling or like maybe even like a cousin kind of bond, like an older cousin where, you, you know, you just let him get away with fucked up shit sometimes, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but it was it like she just she really went above and beyond for this kid. and. I don't know. Like I kind of like. I I see everything you're saying, and I you know I I agree with it. But I don't know. I just like Kyle as you know a character. At the end of the day, when the book is closed on the movie. So that's the thing is that I and this is God. I I keep saying it, but I feel so guilty every time I have one of these nitpicks. But I feel like that's kind of my problem is that Kyle is just like generically likable as that character, yeah. but they spend so much time setting up the dynamic that I. I and especially in the era, I'm not sure, like, there weren't a lot of complex relationships in slasher movies. So maybe I really am just asking too much. But, like, sitting and analyzing it today, I feel like for the amount of time they spent setting it up, we could have gotten something a little bit more complicated with them. Where either it was, like, a stronger bond that she feels to Andy that that kind of would have made that stronger. Or... If she had been pushing him away, I just think it would have been really more satisfying when she came to rescue him because then she wouldn't have been a super likable character. Like she would have felt like a real foster teen that's kind of rebelling against her family and getting blamed for a bunch of shit she didn't do and angry and agitated. But then we still get to see her make the right decision at the end when she finds out that she was wrong. Like it could be a guilt response that gets her into the factory and not just like a kind of generic good Samaritan 
foster kids situation like i don't know it just and this this never bothered me until i was like analyzing how much time they spend setting up kind of a like cookie cutter dynamic for the two of them you know what i mean like it it just fell a little bit flat for how much time they spent doing it yeah they uh they messed with certain things and didn't go but then that that's kind of the thing too like you said kind they weren't it slasher movies specifically horror movies in general around that time but slashers specifically you really didn't get you had a lot of friday the 13th style characters you know so the fact that they went to the lengths they did with the story and you know here and there with the characters that that's a lot more than you get normally and for a killer doll movie to have it is you know it had no business in a way and i will say like i can say that it wasn't what i wanted uh it didn't meet my expectations it doesn't hold up to analyzing like i can say these things i would rather i so much rather have child's play too where we have like one simple thing that takes us 90 minutes to set up and deliver than the child's play remake where we try too many things and don't commit to any of them you know like that whole extra layers that don't get used thing really irritates the shit out of me this was better like not just for its time like i strongly prefer this dynamic have you seen the remake yet ally uh no uh that's i actually (laughs) might lower my score for the remake after rewatching child's play tomb (laughs) i'm in such a strange place with that damn remake because again i say it all the time if it was called something else. If it hadn't been Chucky, it would have been better. It would have been a really good movie, honestly. I don't but. know that I could get to really good because they tried too many things and, and didn't stick to any of them and it irritated the shit out of me. But it would have been better. And I, I think at that point it could have been better than the Freegan. <laughs> yeah. I can get there. Yeah, if I can, that remake. Rob pissed me off about that goddamn thing, too. Any chance he gets. You know, he does it just to irritate you. Yeah, I know when it works. Uh, I, I try. I try not to let it. But goddamn, Mark Hamill. Fuck. One of my greatest fears. Um, And this is like an irrational. I, I genuinely don't know what I would do. It keeps me up at night sometimes. <laughs> fears is that Mr. Cat's boyfriend I know is going to like that movie. Oh, <laughs> like, shit. I know we're going to fight about it. He fucking loves Mark Hamill. Oh, <laughs> shit. And it's like, I know this is going to be a problem. <laughs> We're watching uh, Fall of the House of Usher right now, and it's like, and he gets so excited, and it's like, I, oh God, the Chucky movie. (laughs) You want me to send you one of the cattle prods? Listen, I might need it (laughs) before we get to Child's Play. Brad Dourif, dude, like, God, that voice. How's it hanging, Phil? (laughs) And that that was another one, too. When he he killed the chick with the copy machine, he was like, amazing, isn't it? Bam! Like, dude... I love this movie, man. Like, I really, really liked it. They didn't do everything perfect, but they did a lot of cool shit. Like, the copies of her dead-ass faces. I love this damn movie so much. Also, shame on us for not having Kyle in the um, the protagonist bracket. That that was a little bit of an oversight. Um, yeah. I, except for... Uh, no, that, that was an oversight. I'm not going to defend that. I will say, yeah. I don't think about Kyle 
ever unless i'm currently watching this like because she does (laughs) feel very bland but again slashers of that time just kind of were that way a lot of the time so it's uh, and we had a few of those on there like i don't how much time do i really spend thinking about jenny from friday the 13th right Right. like not a lot i feel like (laughs) kyle will whoop her ass though maybe possibly right she ain't gonna beat no Ellen Ripley, but yeah. No. <laughs> She'll fuck Jeremy Melton up. I was gonna say she could have had a great time against Jeremy Melton. Oh. He'd have pissed his pants big time. <laughs> uh did you guys have anything else on this? Do you want to get into um reviews and stuff? Yeah, I don't really have anything else for that. I, other than again, I have fun with this. Like, and even today, even while I was nitpicking the shit out of it. I had a fun time. It's a fun movie. What about you, Allie? Anything else? That's pretty fun. I think the the climax and the doll factory is worth mentioning. Oh, at the very yeah. least. Yeah. You know what? I complained about the boring kills. There are some cool ass kills in the doll factory. Yeah. That doll factory, man, is so iconic. Mm-hmm. That and just the cartoonish level of abuse that Chucky takes there too is also super fun. <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> ripped his arm off and his hand off and everything. And and that, another thing worth mentioning, not to move away from the factory, but Chucky looked fun. And you know, as far as his face and everything, like all right, but like his functioning in this for 1980 was very impressive. Yes, 1990. 90 right yeah 90 very impressive honestly it probably probably did a better job in this one than they did as far as his movement functionality appearance for the most part they probably this was like up there in the franchise i think and it was better than the original obviously and i don't know i feel like it was better than seed too oh definitely better than seed Right, like it just looked clunky. Like even Bride of Chucky, like it didn't. I don't know. Bride was probably better with all that, but it just didn't feel as smooth. Maybe they had him doing a lot more too. So I don't know. They had him fucking in Bride too, and they were not anatomically correct in the factory, as we all saw. Yeah, <laughs> when did Chucky get a dick? <laughs> I'm assuming after he becomes human. Right? <laughs> like you become human, you get a dick. That's the trade off. That must have been a good day. Imagine, just like, oh, where did that come from? But yeah, that that factory is so iconic, and it's rare you get something so well. Friday the Thirteenth, but something so iconic doesn't always come from a sequel, especially a direct sequel. You know, and it's like that factory is yeah. remembered so well. And um, I also worth mentioning, and I think maybe the biggest oversight of the rest of the franchise. That doll that they send, like, back up into the, I don't know what to call it, the doll jail (laughs) (laughs) that they have on the conveyor belt um, that comes out of there before they realize that they can lock Chucky in there. That thing was creepy as hell. I want to see Chucky come alive (laughs) as that thing. (laughs) I I was a little bit disappointed when he, like, comes out and he's like, melted instead of having like extra li- i wanted them to accidentally create a mutant chucky that we that can wield like six knives at a time. like spider chucky yeah jason x chucky <laughs> uber chucky yeah the melted look was cool too like this was. movie 
it, it, they did a great job, man. Like they really did. Whether it's you know technical aspect, all right, fine. But you know, like overall, they did so many good things here. And again, for a movie about a killer doll, it had no business being taken as seriously as it was. But they made us take it that seriously. And you know that yeah. that's hard to do with something like that. And they they fucking did it. How's it hanging, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> I like it so much. Uh, all right, Kat, you have uh, reviews. I do. Uh, I have just a couple of reviews for this one and some scores, um, which I think is going to be our first tip off to what direction the Portnoys are going to be in. I'm going to be paying attention to reactions closely as I read off some scores. Oh boy. Um, I'm going to let you guys know, <laughs> I'm going to be mad if this shit's low. I'm like, I usually don't give a shit. I'm going to be fucking mad here. Okay. So let's hear it. Good to know. Uh, Rotten God Tomatoes. The official tomato meter for this is 40%. Oh, oh. <laughs> the audience. Sco- okay. Also, this is maybe the biggest difference we've ever had in number of ratings. So let me just say that the 40% tomato meter comes from 15 verified wow. reviews from critics. Okay. 15. That's, wow. Okay. Uh, the audience score comes in at 52% uh, with over a hundred thousand ratings. God. <laughs> oh, damn. wow. Like this is a huge difference. <laughs> This, this is a good, honestly this that when we bring up sequels and good sequels this doesn't get brought up enough and shame on me as well yeah yeah okay and then imdb has this at a 5.9 out of 10 mm. okay and then i have two quick reviews for it uh the reviews for this were not super funny uh they were this was another you loved it or you hated it i i was very surprised to see how low the score was on imdb after looking through the reviews, because I feel like there were a lot more nines and tens than there were like ones. And mm-hmm. other than ones, I really didn't see a lot of low scores for this. So I, a lot of people must have been like rating and not leaving reviews uh, to get down to a 5.9 because it just it seems really positive in the reviews, like overwhelmingly so. Mm-hmm. Um, and starting with that, we actually have a, a 10 out of 10 review. Chucky's back, but he's dead. No. Chucky's back and he's bad. There's no buildup here since we all know how Chucky looks like, meaning this movie has much more Chucky than the first one. Right after returning to life, Chucky is going back to his victim from the first movie, and this well-written shocker is going to knock your socks off with some scenes you will never forget. Very inventive and spooky. Better watch the entire series if you don't if you if you didn't already. So it's a good review. Yeah, just some like glowing endorsement. He he covers the stuff that was good. Um, I don't know that I agree with all of it, but solid points. Um, yeah. Okay, and then followed by our one star review, easily one of the worst horror sequels ever. Oh, for crying! Hold on, wait a minute. We don't got candy bars from Rob here, so fuck <laughs> already. Uh. Andy Barclay is placed in the foster home after the incidents of the first film had his mother committed. However, Chucky comes back. He needs Andy's body to come back to life or something like that. What follows is <laughs> a boring by the numbers talk stock and slash horror film with a killer toy. 
dull and boring with a pretty talented cast parentheses jenny agater especially giving their all-time worst performances there are Mm. endless sequences of a person searching for chucky only to have him spring out at them this happens at least eight times also having a nine-year-old boy seeing people murdered around him left and right is in questionable taste boring stupid and not even remotely scary. I saw this back in 1990 at a theater, and I still remember how bad it was. You can skip this one. What uh, for fuck? reference, this review came out in 2006, but that is 16 years. <laughs> they held this grudge for 16 years <laughs> to uh, wow. leave an IMDb review. So, what the hell? I, I don't. I'll say this too. He brought up performances, and that guy is a, is a dick. But I, Andy Barkley, what, uh, Alex Vincent, is was not the strongest child actor I've ever seen. I'll say I that. will say also, I I don't like agreeing with this guy because I do feel like he was very very harsh. Uh, yeah. This was not Jenny Actor's best performance. He does kind of have <laughs> a point in that one. Yeah, yeah, but I, Andy in the first one and in this one, he and honestly, seeing him in the you know his he he didn't exactly hone his acting prowess in between no. the you know his return no. to the child's play. It, he he was never a strong actor, and that honestly, that I I would like to have seen a world where you know this franchise started with a kid who could really act. And you know, react to Chuck, and and it's hard. It's a child, and you're reacting to a doll. It's difficult, yeah. but you know, it always stuck out to me. Fuck that guy, though. Oh, also, the, I, I'm out of reviews and stuff for this one. I but I did forget to talk about something. I did have kind of a weird experience with this because, like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen this one. Um and. In the franchise, like in the Chucky franchise, at some point they stopped going through the whole chant. Um, (laughs) So I had a very weird experience in this one of like, I had always thought that it was kind of a made up language. It's French. (laughs) Is it really? It's it's Creole French. So there were like a couple words where I was like, what? But it was really weird to suddenly have like the full chant suddenly click into place where I understand what they're saying. And I was like, where did the mystique go in these films? Um, <laughs> but that was something that I didn't know until today. So that that was kind of a fun note that I had this time. All right, hold on. I don't remember how long this button is, but what is he saying here, Kat? So in mean? the... So the Ade Due Dambala, it, it, for my understanding, and I could be wrong about this, I'm not, uh, what, Creole, I guess? Right. Um, I believe that Dambala is actually a god, is actually a deity. Okay. Uh, it's to the almighty Dambala, is what they're saying. Oh, okay. Oh. And, and I believe, again, don't take my word on this, I believe Dambala is like a real actual god. Um huh. okay. Could be wrong there. But yeah, it was it was a very strange experience today. That is funny. So all this time <laughs> he's going through this whole voodoo ancient whatever it's just fucking French. Yeah, it's just French. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking lost my mind today. 
I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Leave it to a motherfucker from New Jersey to learn voodoo French. God damn it, man. It all <laughs> makes sense now. God. And it does make sense, I guess, because like there a lot of voodoo does come from, you know, like is practiced in southern US, you know. Yeah. We've got the like New Orleans voodoo scene. And they speak French down there. So like it makes sense, but it just it was so surreal because I've been living, you know, for like 30 years of my life thinking this was some kind of ancient fictional language. And it was just French. I mean, the guy's also from Chicago. So let's not pretend it makes that much sense. He's from Jersey. Oh, well, okay. That that's doesn't the help. problem. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> yo, no, that doesn't help anything being from fucking Jersey. Yeah. But yeah, that's also, Cap, by the way, according to Rob, it's like 18, 19 years you've spent. But we, well, whatever. Rob doesn't know how old I am. We know this. <laughs> All right. Uh, Allie, did you look up any facts for this or no? I did. There's not. Holy shit. There's mm-hmm. not a whole lot. There's a couple things uh, that I thought were fun. Uh, the budget for this movie was uh, $13 million. Damn. And uh, gross uh, worldwide was $35 million. Oh, Not so, bad, man. Not, not bad. bad at all. No. And then what they've gone on to make in merchandise alone, you know, years later, obviously. But that franchise made, did out really good. Yeah, uh, the original script had an opening scene of a court hearing dealing with the events of the previous film with Karen Barclay and Mark Norris defending Andy, where the remains of Chucky's burned body being stored in an evidence locker, uh, which also featured an Easter egg cameo showing Freddy's glove, Jason's hockey mask, uh, etc., but is then taken by the executives of the Play Pals company to rebuild it. Um, Catherine Hicks was supposed to reprise her role as Karen in the sequence, but was cut before filming began. Uh, elements of the scene appeared in similar courtroom scene in Curse of Chucky. And the evidence locker opening was retooled for Bride of Chucky. Yeah, I was thinking that. That's, That's interesting. I never knew that. Well, good for Bride doing that, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah. And that goes to show when you can keep. Uh, like a family involved behind the camera. That's how you get shit like that, man. And that's really dope. That That's another thing I like about Child's Play so much. That everyone's always been involved. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Was that it, Allie? That one thing? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, no, no. Moonshine, goddammit, all right? Moonshine, <laughs> yes. Moon, the lemonade moonshine. I got, a, I got a couple more. Okay, uh, okay. All right? I looked up one fun fact for you. That's all you get. All right. Hold on to your balls. Go ahead. And where are my balls? (laughs) Uh, Don Mancini stated in an early draft of the script, the film was set during Christmas, which explained why there were so many good guy dolls in the factory in the final scenes. Okay. All right. So they weren't just making a million good guy dolls for no reason. I do want to just throw that out there because it was something that I noticed and didn't bring up, but I do really appreciate that this is not set at Christmas. (laughs) Me too. I'm glad they didn't lead into it. They did have something Christmassy in there. I I don't remember quite what it was, but I remember thinking, oh, 
is this a Christmas movie? You know? So technically, I guess it is a Christmas movie, but they just never address that it's during Christmas. Well, I, mm. I do feel because wasn't Child's Play during Christmas? So it's like it's in that same post Christmas season, right? Yeah. I'm glad they didn't lean into it, though. They're but off. yeah, I, I do yeah. like that. It's it's not aggressively a Christmas movie. Right. Is that it, Allie? Um, yeah, that's it. Oh. <laughs> there wasn't so, very much fun facts for this. Jump down my goddamn throat and one fun <laughs> fact later, you son of a bitch. I had double the fun facts you assumed, Mr. Moonshine, okay? Yeah, excuse me. Oh. All right. Oh, Portnoy's. Oh, oh wait. Do, do we, you want to get Rob's thing out of the way? Cack, I feel it's going to. Oh, this is really going to piss me off. I, okay. Here's the thing is that I feel like maybe I should save it for the end. I haven't seen his okay. score for it. So he could go either way. He might be the biggest wild card, though. I'm not worried about his I could score. be the biggest wild card, actually. I We don't know. <laughs> I, I don't care about his score. Fuck him and his score. Okay. But. I'm concerned with the amount of times Mark and Hamill are going to come up. And I didn't that think about that. It's an inevitability. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but I'm using it. it. It's inevitable. Yes. All right. So Port Noise, Allie, do you have one prepared? I have a ballpark. Okay. All right. Then I'll go first. Uh. <laughs> Actually, I really you might be the biggest one. <laughs> I really like this movie, man. Everybody knows how much I love Chucky. And oh, man, I can't believe it. I, I, I went through this whole episode and I hit one fucking mm, ooh, bullshit. <laughs> that, that, was, that wasn't the one I was looking for. I didn't hit any of my Chucky buttons. Uh, honestly, it, this might be moonshine talking, but uh oh, I'm sitting. All things taken into consideration with this thing. I'm sitting at an 8.8. Oh, I really like this movie a lot. You're about to be mad at me. God damn it. (laughs) I thought we were going to be close. No, I love this thing, man. It was everything I want from a Chucky movie. And again, I Bride of Chucky is my favorite because, you know, vibes, fun, all that stuff. But yeah, man. It when Chucky was done right with a serious tone, and and it, they they did a great job, man. They kept me invested in the story, and Chucky was great, and 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 he and like I said, this was the birth of what we know of him, and that attitude and that voice, and it, it's it's just gonna hit for me every time. And this this is. I I'm I forgot about this one. I have like I said, this is probably if we're looking over like since I seen Chuck the Child's Play movies, I've seen this one the least. Probably out of all of them. Cult and and um curse included too in that. And I'm kind of ashamed of myself, man. Like I forgot how good I knew this one was good, but I forgot how good it was. And there it is, an eight point eight. I love this fucking movie. How's it hanging, Bill? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Allie, have you landed? Yeah. Yeah, I think I know where where I'm going with it. Um, Well, I've given you the blueprint of success here, so. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You're not going to be happy, probably, but that's okay. That being said, 
I did really enjoy this movie. Um, I think it has a really good Chucky in it. Yes. The only problem I was having was sitting down to watch it this time um, and just not just riding the Chucky wave of chaos, which is the fun part of this movie and trying to like critically pick it apart. Um, it does bring it down um, to a lower score than I initially thought I would give it when I sat down to watch it today. But that being said, not a terrible score. It is going to be lower than yours. I'm going to go with a 7.6. You son of a bitch. All right. Hang on to your hat there, Mikey. <laughs> I guess I'm like, I'm not too much. Honestly. I had to talk myself out of a 9.1. My score came down that 8.8. I was sitting at a 9.1 after watching it. I had to come down. So that's where I was. And still kind of, I'm lingering in that 9.1 area. God damn, though. All right. Cat. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> well, hold on. Maybe this will sway you a little bit. Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi Ho. Heidi Ho. Horrible. Don't do that, them dirty. That was really cute. Yeah. Um, this is not my favorite child's play sequel. I'm just gonna come out and say that. God damn. Uh this was I I liked it a lot more before critically, I thought it was better before today. This was not my best viewing experience of it. I had a lot of fun, but critically, I just I don't think this is the best movie. Um and this is coming from someone I don't love the Child's Play franchise a ton. I I, I don't have a lot of stake in this one. Uh, so I I this is, and there are a lot of Child's Play sequels three I think, uh, that I like more than two. So this is kind of rough. Um, I, I I'm so sorry. I'm gonna give this a six point six. <laughs> that's as high wow. as i can go I, I actually had a lower number written but i'm i went up as i was talking about it because this is a fun movie to talk about it's fun when you don't think about it too hard God so there's that it. all right <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't know we were gonna be like on track to have this be slasher radio approved Honestly, <laughs> I had no idea how much I love this movie when I picked. I just thought it was a safe pick. It was a good pick. It was an on-brand pick for you know the, the everything we got coming up. I forgot how much that life was just like. Oh, let's just do title play too. We could knock that out. I love this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready to see what Rob has to say about this? <sighs> I suppose. Oh boy, I'm gonna okay. fuck him up. I swear to God. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> there's there's already a lot going on. Um, oh god, a statement from the desk of Lord Humphrey, date two twenty four twenty four, re Child's Play two. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> which I love because it, the re Im implies that you know. <laughs> yeah. I get a lot of these memos. Uh, Wait a minute, hold on. Where are my balls? He dated it? He dated it. <laughs> Fucking guy. Very official. Yeah. Okay. Esteemed colleagues and friends and Christ. Mikey. 
fucker. My apologies for not being able to be a part of this week's show. I know that our listeners return week after week to hear my thoughts on the films we discuss. And usually they just put up with whatever nonsense Kat and Mikey spew throughout the show in order to get to the good stuff. (laughs) The good stuff. I hope that this show hasn't been terrible, but something tells me it has. And that by now, most people, having realized that I am not present, have already stopped listening. Parentheses. (laughs) I don't blame them. Wow. This is one of our (laughs) highest listened to episodes. I really do. When it comes to Child's Play 2, I have to say that I find it a mostly mid-sequel. It is praised as the best in the franchise by a lot of people, something I have never understood. I don't find any of the kills to be particularly interesting, and most of the characters are dull. Kyle is okay. She feels like a character that a child would find appealing, but I haven't been a child in a long time, so I mostly find her bland, like much of this movie. I give this one a 5.3. Son of a bitch. Sincerely, Rob Humphrey. (laughs) (sighs) Rob. Let me explain something to you. Rob, (laughs) this movie's very good. It's a fun movie. It's a great Chucky. You're an asshole. God damn it. You have to give him credit, though. He didn't bring up Mark Hamill at all. You know what? You are right. God. That's impressive. I don't know how he overlooked that, but that (laughs) is very. I bet he's kicking himself in the ass right now because there's no way he did that on purpose. No, (laughs) he must have forgotten. He had to have. God damn it. This one is not Slasher Radio approved. It's a 7.1 Rob, you dick. (sighs) Yeah, Rob, that's all your fault. I'm blaming you for that one. Nah, yeah, you hold a little bit on that one too, Kat. No, 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 no. All rough fault. You too, Allie. What? My score was above the approved threshold. Barely, but... Not by enough. God damn it. That was a solid score. I felt my score was pretty fair. No. And most of that score was for the Chucky, because I really like that Chucky. What did you... Oh, you gave it seven points. Yeah, yeah, very good Chucky. Yeah. God damn it, Rob call this movie i don't know how he can call this movie mid i'm gonna all right he didn't mention mark hamill i cannot i am that's impressive that's very impressive i I don't know what this button is a true classic never goes Mm. out of style yeah that was a good one all right well my heart's been broken and i'm sorry i'm now drunk on moonshine I'm t- guys, I, when I drink this, I can smell it. You know, like obviously you can smell it, but you know when you drink liquor and it comes through your nose a little, like the fumes? Yeah. That's what I'm working with here. That's hmm. what moonshine does to you. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Patreon.com forward slash slash radio. A tier starting as low as $3 a month. Uh, you get most stuff uh, with the, the fucking tier two and up an extra show every week ad free as well I've, people have bitched about the uh show being ad heavy uh that starts at three dollar tier uh what's that oh robert the tier one is a good name and uh you know ad free you get a an extra show every week you get behind the scenes content during the show after the show just extra stuff that didn't make it easter egg stuff 
Uh, there are tiers with merch included. So just go check it out. It's free to look. It's also free for a week with a free trial. So you can sign up for that comedy stuff, horror stuff. Uh, we just went over <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. We went over three lists for Patreon this week. And uh, it was like the top 10 best, top 10 scariest, and uh, 49 worst. None of those lists were good. So it, it was <laughs> it's fun to go over. You can also follow the show at Slasher Radio. We don't usually use YouTube, but uh, with uh, our interview with Matthew Kotick, that will be up on YouTube. Those do really well over there. We appreciate everybody checking it out. That's also at Slasher Radio. Um, I think that's pretty much it. You can also check out the show that I do with, I got to get to the button. Little Miss Huge Clown Penis. Huge Clown Penis. Ali Surreal. We have been on a little bit of a hiatus. Uh I had a lot of stuff going on. Allie was dying for like a week and a half. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But she dies on my terms. So, you know, she, I wasn't going to let that happen yet. So that will be mm-hmm. back soon. We will be watching the ring to see if it holds up. We're still, <laughs> Allie, I still don't understand why. <laughs> it's a good, I haven't seen the ring in a long time. All right. All right. And I want to see if it holds up. I can give you a spoiler on that one, but we'll, we'll Listen, find out. I, let me get there. Okay. <laughs> it holds up better than rings. So. I'm sure it does. <laughs> the ring, the rings doesn't hold up at all. <laughs> I don't think it ever held up. So. I was going to say, I like rings as much now as I did when I first saw it. <laughs> yeah. So in that sense, it does hold up. In that one regard. <laughs> Holds down. Is that okay? Can it hold down? <laughs> I don't know. It does. So. Yeah, it does. Uh, so, yeah, you can check that out wherever you listen to Slasher Radio, called Cult FM, uh, other horror stuff. Don't drink the orange soda. You can check out Rob at Radio Rob 123. Well, you can check me out at Mikey's Dead. Uh, you can check Rob out at Radio Rob 123. Uh, I suggest you don't do it. And if you do, use vile language and uh, let him know he's fucked up for what he did to poor Chucky. And uh, that's it for me. Kat, what about you? Uh, you can check out my Twitter feed at cat underscore Valor, V-O-L-E-U-R. Uh, you can check out my website, catvalor.com. I actually am going to be in a convention, uh, at a convention soon. Uh, so you can come see me at AuthorCon if you're in Virginia in uh, April, April 12th through the 14th, I believe. I'm going to be vending. So that's nice. exciting. And uh, Wait, I, I would, up. huh? What, what if Rob shows up? I, oh God, that's the. You know what? The thing that scares me is that he might, because he Grady might. Hendrix is going to be there. Oh, uh, out of like all of the like, there are so many authors that it's like I don't have to worry about Rob showing up here. But the one that I think. Uh, might get him to an author convention is Grady Hendrix, um, who's going to be there. And the second, like, if I had to take bets, would probably be Paul Tremblay, who is also going uh, to be there. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, going with some big names. Uh, going Also, Eric LaRocca is going to be there, a uh, previous Slashy Award Ooh, nice, winner. Yeah. So Nice, nice, nice. Oh, yeah. man, Kat, I'm sorry, but I, I, I kind of hope Rob <laughs> can you imagine me trying to do my job trying to like vend and Uh, having to deal with rob humphrey (laughs) and then the next person in line is just rob standing there in his tom atkins rules shirt (laughs) going hi (laughs) 
<laughs> what were we saying about Psycho? <laughs> yeah, I might need to hire security. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, check out my website, Cavalier.com. Buy some of my books so I can afford Rob Humphrey's security. <laughs> uh, and uh, check out the other show that I do with him before the restraining order <laughs> comes through. Uh, that would be the Nick F. and Woo Cage cast, wherever you're listening to podcasts. Uh, we just did our episode on Gone in 60 Seconds, I believe, is going to be the one that drops right before this. Ah, oh, I still don't have my I be banging button. Damn it. <laughs> All right. That, that's coming. I be banging. Uh, <laughs> Allie. Yes. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome. Even though you were mean to Child's Play 2. I uh, think that I was the third least mean to Child's Play 2, to be fair. Still mean. I stand by it. <laughs> she gave it an approved score, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a damn. You should have given it. Uh, should have given it a nine point one. And I understand I didn't give it a nine point one. Didn't even either. give it that high. But g- given the landscape of what ended up happening, that's what would have made this approved, and that's what you should have did. And you should have known this, Ali. Shame on you. I feel like that's not on me. I'm putting it on you. This just can't be my fault. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Let everybody know where they can check you out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Ali Surreal. And yeah, that's it. Yes, I do enjoy. Mm-hmm. When are we getting our scary screen flash sale, man? Don't worry about it. We're working on it. I was I was dying for a little while. We're we're much better now. Mm. Uh, so we'll we'll get to that soon. Better is subjective. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. We'll catch you next week. Good night. From Slasher Radio. Heidi Ho. <laughs> I'm not near the <laughs> button. No, and I moved it. Fuck me. Hold on. I have to hit it now. Heidi Ho. Heidi Ho.